2020 changed the trajectory of my life forever. I was 24, succeeding in a job that offered huge financial reward, yet I was unhappy and unfulfilled. My chronic illness, cystic fibrosis, had caused my lungs to bleed and it left me in a hospital bed. Now I left that job and created this podcast and I left that hospital bed to run marathons and prove that we aren't defined by our circumstances, but rather how we respond to them. On this show, we discuss the adversity that my guests and I face and how we overcome that adversity. This is a lot to talk about. G'day, g'day. Welcome back to another episode of A Lot To Talk About. It is your boy, the captain of the ship, the man in charge, Bradley J. Driver. And of course, you can call me Brad. I'm excited for today. Today is a catch-up long overdue. It's a blast from the past. I'm here with one of my best mates, uh, the former co-host of our show together, Top Deck, this guy right here, where we spoke about romance. Now, we won't get into romance just yet. Um, <laughs> Today is all about mindset, about having a conversation that feels very relevant to where we are in our life. I'm, I'm so blessed to have this man in front of me and um, I want to introduce him, ladies and gentlemen, from your home, your car or wherever you are. Give a very warm welcome to the one, the only, Mr. Taku, or as I call him, T. Chimwaza. Oh, wow, How wow, are you, wow. brother? I'm good, my man. Hey, boy. This has been way long overdue. Bro, even from a catch-up standpoint. Yeah, I know, man. We've been both so busy and, and we've tried a couple of times, but mm-hmm. we felt like this was the right opportunity to have a reasonable excuse. For real. To take that two hours out of our day and sit down and, Most and catch up. Man, life has been lifing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> life has been lifing so hard, B, I can't lie. But man, thanks so much for having me on, bro. And, 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 and you know what, though, bro? You know... Right now, I didn't really have the financial uh, stability to be able to bring you your flowers because I feel like everybody needs to get their flowers. And I want to give you your flowers right now. They might not be here, but these are your flowers. Metaphorical and words. Metaphor- yeah, absolutely. Um, and, but I'm proud of you, bro. Honestly, I don't say that enough, but I was, you know, well, like we're actually talking on, you know, um, how consistent you've been in this game. And for you, bro, to have this level of consistency and love and passion for the game that you're in right now with little reward, but with a vision, bro, and a plan in place, like, bro, I commend you for that, man. So I love you, man. And I'm so proud of you, man, for what you achieved so far, man. This is only the beginning. I appreciate and love you too, brother. What's up? I was going to give you your flowers, actually. Ah, I was going to say that I have to thank you for our friendship because, you know, as we always do, you know, we sit down before any recording and we chew the fat for a little, right? And we sat here for about half an hour just chatting and and catching up on life. And Mm -hmm. there's there's two things I want to commend you on. The first thing is out there on that balcony, Soph and I were having brekkie probably about two months ago now Mm -hmm. and a story of yours popped up. And I clicked on it and I was watching your last few stories and, you know, it was something along the lines of you in the studio at Nova recording the pod. Mm -hmm. Then you were out in an event doing press promo as you do. Then you were the next morning, early hours of the morning at the kiosk working (laughs) away. And I said to Soph, this man's work ethic is admirable. And as someone who's in it right now, trying to make dreams a reality. Yeah. You know, I commend you on that. The second thing I want to commend you on is the quality of our friendship. Mm -hmm. It's it's funny and it's a conversation (laughs) we consistently have that no matter what I'm challenged by in my life, there Mm -hmm. seems to be a reciprocal reaction on your end. There seems to be this very similar theme of challenges in our lives that are different because they Mm -hmm. have their own context, but very similar in the fact that we seem to face challenges at the same time, the same time, and we bounce off each other's energy with the way that we come through those challenges. Bar. So I want to thank you for that that man. strength you provide me as a friend. Man, boy, right back at you, man. You know, got you know, and and and, and you know what though, bro? Like I think it it's um that's something I think that we kind of like nowadays, bro. Like giving each other flowers, you know what I mean? Mm. And 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 um, it's a lot of friends at the moment nowadays, bro, that are very conditional. You know what I'm saying? I'll do this for you if you do this. You know what I'm saying? But the way that we've been, bro, throughout the years, like. Man, like that's that's when I really do see, man. Like who's who's meant to be there in the journey, bro. And you and you've been here, man. You ain't left yet. <laughs> so, still, still going away. You still blown away, man. So so so, man. Nah, man. Thank you, bro. I, I really do appreciate that. And um and and you know, like you know, going off going off the first thing, man, that you said that um you know work ethic bit, man. Like that that means a lot to me because um I didn't think I was doing enough. Never thought I'd been doing enough. Because I think the thing, right, that we all kind of forget about is um, how much you work 
you know, and how and how and how determined you are to your craft. Your bank account isn't a representation of that. What's mm. more representation of your work ethic is, you know, the progress. You know what I'm saying? But my, but like the progress that's not financial related. So my issue is, you know, like with all the work, man, like that I've been doing, bro. I'm probably man broker than i was before i even went on to love island before i started doing what i'm doing right now but at the same time bro being able to say that i've you know progressed emotionally spiritually you know what i'm saying i'm so strong right now bro i've never ever seen uh, you know i you know I, I think i'm actually starting to tap into like a higher form of myself it's almost like i've just like prestiged but you know the reason why i'm um you know i'm grateful that you said that man because you know i feel like there's a lot of people man that really don't recognize that they're doing enough. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, man. So, so you know, I really do appreciate that. And for all those people, man, that are actually listening, you're enough. You're doing well. You don't have to be doing the shit I'm doing right now. It's kind of weird. But, you know, at the same time, man, like, you know, I really do appreciate that. Thank you. No, my pleasure. Mm. And, you know, I, I just love what you're saying there about it's so hard to see your hard work when you're in it, mm -hmm. when things aren't going right. We had a big conversation about it this morning where when you have a big dream, when you have big mm -hmm. goals you can sometimes be a little bit guilty of setting expectations for those big dreams or goals or Definitely, setting bro. expectations for where you should be at this stage mm -hmm. of the quest, right? And, you know, I'm definitely guilty of that. And, you know, I was reading this this piece yesterday from a guy that I love listening to, Mo Gordon. Okay. And Mo's, a, they call him the happiness expert, right? Former okay. Google X CEO. Okay. Very sharp mind who left that industry after the, the really sad loss of, of his son, his 18-year-old uh. son with a mission to make the world happy, right? Mm -hmm. and, and Mo talks about this thing he calls the happiness equation. Mm -hmm. And he said the happiness equation basically states that where our life is at, like mm -hmm. our current reality, mm -hmm. in conjunction to our expectation, mm -hmm. if there's a difference in our reality and our expectation, if our expectation is greater than the current reality, then it guarantees disappointment. So he wow. says that you have to remove expectation from your life. It's good to have goals. It's good to have dreams. It's good to have things that we're working towards. But expectation doesn't have to be a part of that. And of course, hold yourself to standards. We hold mm -hmm. ourselves to standards. You know, I'm, I'm here to work hard. I'm here to, to show definitely. up and be a better version of myself every day. But if I have these big expectations for where I thought I should be at this stage of my mm -hmm. life, expectations that are often based upon what other people are doing in their lives or what we see and think they're at least doing on mm -hmm. social media. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a recipe for disappointment. Most so. definitely, bro. Most, you, you, you know, and you know, I like that you say it because me and my mate, Mike, you know, like we have a lot of these calls, man. Like, and, and um, you know, every single time, bro, that we, 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 we speak, um, I leave the phone, uh, you know, feeling like, you know, I'm ahead, if that makes sense. I don't know. I don't know, like, if that, if, you know, if, like, anyone can actually relate to this when I say this. There's some friends, right, that come into your life to be able to make sure that you don't remain in the cage that you've been in the first time that you met him. Every single time that I've spoken to this guy, man, I grow, you know, mm. and, 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 and I feel like that every single time, right, that I'm with you. And I feel like the reason why I value his calls also is because we often talk about comparison. You know what I mean? He's got this saying, brother, he always says, he says, Comparison is the thief of joy. Because every single time, bro, that you look at the other lane, bro, the other lane ain't got nothing to do with you. And all you're doing right now, bro, is just making you feel worse about your situation, you know what I mean, than it's actually meant to be. You, you, bro, you've got so many things to be grateful for. But I think the worst thing, man, that we've done, or, or like that I've done anyway in my life, is look at someone else's lane, you know what I mean? Mm. There's no traffic in my lane, you know what I mean? It's only me and me. And, you know... I don't know, you know, obviously I think, you know, we kind of going a little bit off topic to what you're saying, but um, that thing about comparison, bro, it's, 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 um, it's definitely something, man, that's actually been hurting me a little bit at the moment because I see other people, man, that are being blessed that ain't doing the amount of work that I'm doing, mm. you know? And that's something that's so hard for me to do because I've been clapping hands for a while. You know what I mean? It's not like I want the spotlight or anything, but it's like, you know, surely this work has to go and, you know, uh, 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 you know, mean something. You know what I'm saying? So when you talk about comparison, bro, I hold that to my heart very, very dearly, bro. You know? I think it's such a relevant topic, right? Because it is so hard not to compare mm -hmm. when times are tough. Yeah, most definitely, you know? bro. To quote the great man, Inky Johnson, mm -hmm. you know, he says Inky. his grandma, well, you know, we'll quote Inky's grandma, right? Because this is oh, where hey, this wisdom comes that. from. Yeah. And she goes that, don't ever wish for what someone else has because mm -hmm. you don't know what they did to keep it and you don't know or you don't know what they did to get it and you don't know what they're doing to keep it. Absolutely, bro. And 
it's it's really important to remember that but at the same point in time understanding that the journey sometimes takes longer for some mm-hmm. of us some others get there quicker i seem to think that you know when it's slow and steady and maybe mm-hmm. this is me having some wishful thinking because i'm in that slow and steady lane at the mm-hmm. minute but when it's slow and steady you have the time to learn the lessons you need to make sure that when you get it you keep it most definitely bro because i've always questioned that when people come into something a little too easy when it tends to fall in their lap mm-hmm. maybe there's a hard lesson to be learned down the track where they really have to struggle to keep it 100 you know, i think that like you know we talk about it in the fitness world right like if someone loses a ton of weight super quickly mm-hmm. it's really hard for them to keep it off they, they tend to bounce back and mm-hmm. and put weight on quickly or you know you can use that in any context mm-hmm. but i think it's right now i try to remind myself that like there's a reason this is this mm-hmm. is moving slowly i'm learning lessons along the way i'm I'm going to be prepared when it comes. Mm. Are you feeling are you feeling a little bit like disheartened though? Like with the little progress like or you know like the progress that you've had thus far like with the expectation of how you would have wanted like your career to be able to progress in this time period? If I'm being completely honest, yes. Mm. And I think that sometimes that sometimes that disheartened feeling is what's well, definitely a case of the expectations I've set for myself, but it's also mm-hmm. a case of you know, I have a lady that I love now and mm-hmm. I want to create an incredible life with her. Mm-hmm. I want to bring kids into the world the next couple of years. Most definitely, bro. I want to be able to get down on her knee and, mm-hmm. you know, ask her to marry me and, and have a wedding where we have our most loved people there and enjoy those times together. And mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that there needs to be a, a heavy expectation of, you know, the most glamorous wedding or the mm-hmm. most glamorous ring. It's not about that, but it's about, you know, as a man who's now 27 years of age, mm-hmm. I want to in the next couple of years be a provider for the people I love. Absolutely, bro. And Absolutely. so I don't feel that expectation or that weight or that pressure from Soph. Right. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't feel it from my family or my friends. That's beautiful. To be that guy, but I feel it within myself. Mm-hmm. It's part of who I am. It's, you know, that deep love. And, you know, I had this incredible woman on the podcast a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe not even, maybe around a month ago, Katarina Kuhn. She's a neuroscientist and Kat does this thing called the deep deep sphere assessment right where they assess the five primal emotions of human personality Mm -hmm. and see where you sit within that scale right and the results that come back on my test were i am high care high rank Mm -hmm. which she said is a really rare combination because high care is this disposition this desire to care for the people that you that are in your life Mm -hmm. heavily to put them first okay high rank is almost the opposite it's a selfishness around achieving the goals and the mm-hmm. desires you have for yourself, right? Wow. And she said when those two exist in when those two exist in the same human being and the same personality, mm-hmm. there's always this constant pull of I want to achieve, but at the same time I want to provide and care. You know, mm-hmm. I want to achieve, but at the same time I need to be putting my people first. Mm-hmm. I need to be prioritizing my people. Absolutely. So I feel this pull in my life that you know, sometimes is it selfish of me to be achieving and put, trying to achieve my dreams mm-hmm. so relentlessly. Mm-hmm. But I'm so lucky and, and I'm reminded consistently by the people I love that that's what makes me who I am. Most definitely, bro. That's and what makes me the man I am. Absolutely, bro. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And, and I think with, man, I commend you, bro, for, you know, being vulnerable and honest with yourself, man, to be able to go, okay, fine, this is the person that I am. Because a lot of people find it very hard to come to terms with accepting who they are. You know what I mean? Accepting their personality traits and accepting, you know, the way that, um, you know, I guess like they're, they're built to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I've always been that that kind of person. But I think regardless though, now I am so confident, bro, with, you know, with who I am and like, you know, and like my personality and everything else. But I think the most important thing about that is the people that, you know, that are around you. You know what I mean? That make you you know, who you are, but, uh, you know, apart from that, actually, uh, uh, you know, allow you to be more who you are. I've had to change myself, bro, for, you know, just to be liked, you know, a lot of times because I'm already different as it is. So it's like, will it be the way that I talk, the way that I, you know, I present myself, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, that was just a representation of, 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 uh, of uh, the company that I allowed myself to be around. So for example, when you said, you know, you being able to be yourself around Soph, that's a superpower, bro. You know sure. what I'm saying? It's a lot of chameleons out here, bro. You know? <laughs> and like, I mean that uh, 100% way. So you ever like had a friend and then they just started dating someone and you can't recognize them? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That shit right there, that shit freaks me out. And I think that's something that I actually do strive for. You know what I mean? Like to be able to, you know, continuously 
look after um, and continuously change, you know, uh, um, I guess maybe like the dynamic of my friend groups mm. to kind of cater for, you know, where I want to be. But more importantly, for me to not feel, you know, bad when I'm trying to be, you know, I guess unapologetically me, if mm. that makes sense. For sure. Mm. I think it's interesting, right, this conversation, because I'm so blessed that I've got so many good friends around you mm. being one of them. I've got so many people who are, I would say they're a part of my vision, right? Mm-hmm. They're a part mm-hmm. of my my dream, my progress. They're, they're there, they're supporting me, they're cheering me on. They're there for the hard conversations. They're there for the fun ones. Mm-hmm. They're there to challenge me. I'm there to challenge them. We're there to grow together, right? It's, it's apparent to me though, that when I have conversations with people who struggle with their friends, sometimes they feel as though their friends are are not impressed with them when they're progressing. They mm. maybe feel threatened yeah. by progress. Yeah, absolutely. Where the thing that I challenge people with, if you feel, if you feel threatened or challenged by your mm. friends who are progressing and developing in their life, uh-huh. you probably need to have a good hard look at yourself. Yeah, 100%. Because the thing that I love is, for example, that conversation we had, Soph and I sitting on that, you know, on that table out there mm-hmm. on the balcony, having some breakfast, watching you work hard. And I'm like, man, that motivates me. For real, that man. That doesn't make me feel um, insecure oh. or it doesn't make me lose confidence. It doesn't feel like a chip away at me. As a friend, I'm like, I'm motivated to work harder because my boy is putting in the work. Right, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah, it should drive you. And it I really think, should. You know, people are too... Um, people are too eager to be the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. They're too eager to be the the most hardworking person in the room. And it's great to be eager for those things. But if you want to continue to progress and develop, mm-hmm. you need to find rooms that are going to challenge you. You need to find wow. people who are going to challenge you. And you know, and you don't want yes men around. Yeah. I don't want yes men yeah. in my life. Absolutely. I want friends that are supportive, but mm-hmm. I want friends who are going to pull me aside and say, hey, you know, let's have a look at what you're doing right now. Let me challenge you mm-hmm. with this. Absolutely. And as long as you know who you are, as long as it feels authentic, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that what they're saying is right. It just means you've got to be able to, to have those people who can pull you up and challenge you. Mm-hmm. And then you've, you've got to be able to stand strong in your beliefs and know whether what right. they're saying is, is feedback you can take on board and progress with, mm-hmm. or maybe it is out of line. But uh-huh. and, 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 you know, I like that you said, you know, you, you kind of need to take a hard look at yourself, boy, because <laughs> I want to say this with my chest. <clears throat> I, the first year of me working in, um, you know, Instagram and, you know, doing, you know, influencing, blah, 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 content creating. But it was so hard seeing my friends or people that I had a similar experience with progressing in this mm. career where I just stood back and I was like, I don't know where to even start. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it started to, I, I really started to grow a lot of jealousy over, you know, people that are, you know, that are still my friends right now. You know what I mean? That were progressing in that career. And I, I, I think, Something I don't quite remember how it changed, but I definitely did take a hard look at myself and I was like, Boy, it's not the situation, it's you. You're the common denominator in every single one of these situations. It's like you're the friend that feels jealous, you're the person that's not feeling that your career is fucking progressing, everything is against you. But the only one thing, bro, that just leads to you getting to the next stage is work, right? Mm. But more importantly, bro, is purpose. You know what I'm saying? And your purpose is always going to you know, to drive you, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's something that I never really felt comfortable in, 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 you know, in admitting that, oh, you know, like my purpose was, you know, yeah, comedy, um, uh, uh, doing a bit of content creating, blah, blah, blah. But I think overall, my main purpose was to be able to make people feel better after they've encountered me. Mm. Whichever way that I can do that, that's how I felt like, you know, I was going to be able to, to, you know, to make, you know, progress in my career. You know what I'm saying? But in the pursuit of me trying to find my purpose, bro, I just kept seeing other people like getting opportunities like that I wanted to get. I wasn't getting them, but I wasn't doing the work. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And that goes back to that Inky Johnson thing, bro, when he was saying that you don't know what they had to do to get what yeah. they're getting, yet alone keep what they're getting. You know what I'm saying? So, um, for example, this guy, man, his name's Onye. Um, very, very good friend of mine, bro. And like, you know, I go to uh, a lot of events with him. Um, and right now he's in Japan with Jean-Paul Gaultier, you know, and, um, that's been his dream for a long time. You know what I'm saying? But 
for me, before I was seeing him, bro, like getting like these deals, and I was working with Samsung, like he's he's killing it, bro. But I think it was probably up until the start of, uh, sorry, the end of uh, 2022. No, no, sorry, the start of 2022. When I really came to terms, I was like, man, this guy's 30 this year, actually. Mm. And I was like, I'm turning 26. I was like, he's got a lot of skin in this game. You know what I mean? And the only one thing, man, that I need to start, you know, doing right now is allowing him to take me under his wing. You know what I mean? Because I was fighting it. And it was an ego thing as well, too. And I really had to check myself, bro. And I always try to tell a lot of people, man, look, look, your ego will be the downfall of you, bro. You know what I'm saying? I had to go back to the kiosk, bro, to work just so I can fucking manage to get my bills sorted, bro, so I can keep this lifestyle up. Not even the lifestyle, but keep hunting this dream. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But a lot of people didn't really know how much that actually took for me to go back to a cafe, bro, where like I'd see kids like taking photos of me, bro, when I'm trying to work. It kind of feels embarrassing, but I felt like that's where I needed to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like in that moment, bro, I felt like I'm now starting to take the steps in the right direction. Because with me feeling a certain way about this guy, that now we, we're very, very close now, bro. But he doesn't even know this about himself. And it takes a lot, man, for me to be able to say this. I was jealous of Onye. Mm. very very jealous bro because i was like man he's killing the game like he's doing his stuff but i didn't know about the sleepless nights bro yeah. i didn't know about, about the early mornings bro i didn't know about the times that you know what i mean that he had to you know uh, uh leave an event you know an event very very early to go and make the next one make content blah blah blah, blah to be able to do that at such a capacity bro whilst even working another job as well mm. that to me was kind of insulting (laughs) to my own abilities yeah because i was like who am i bro to judge another man bro that is putting in countless hours bro weekly and i'm just going to like about three events a month hoping to get the same things that he's been getting and i think this is a message to me uh sorry yes to me again but this is a message to everyone else man that really has you know a dream and a purpose man that they that they're trying to you know pursue whilst looking at the other lane you know what i'm saying it's not time. It's not time lost. It's only time learned, and that's something that I really, really need to be able to kind of, you know, come to terms with. You know, it's it's funny. I was just thinking about it as you were talking about jealousy there. Whether mm. I've felt similar emotions towards people in the podcast space or the speaking space, and I'd say that I've I've never felt jealous. I've more so felt ashamed of myself. Mm. You know, like three and a half years ago, I left a career that was on the up. And, you know, I walked away from an income with a dream to, you know, follow my purpose, right? To uplift and inspire hope in others through my podcast, through my speaking. The speaking has been more recent, really the last six months Mm -hmm. to year. And, you know, I had all these ideas for how it would look right. And when things weren't going to plan, like when I got broke to the point in 2021 where I had to sell my apartment Mm -hmm. and then I was like, okay, this has given me a runway because the market's great. And now I've got a good kitty of money in my bank account and, I can continue to pursue my dreams. This has bought me time. Oh, the time's fucking mm. run out, bro. Boy, right? I feel that, bro. So I'm at the end. Of, <laughs> I'm at the end of that, right? And I'm like, there was almost a feeling of shame at like, if I have to go back and work a job a couple of days a week to support me and and so while this thing grows, while this thing takes time to develop, whilst my career blossoms, whilst those seeds that have been planted, you know, actually come to harvest whilst that is in process if i have to go back to a job a couple mm. of days a week will people think that i'm not valuable mm. gotta feel ashamed of myself gotta Bruh. feel i feel like i went wrong you know mm. am i kidding mm. myself yeah you know and then I, I have to stop and remind myself that and i have i have this like reminder in my head every week my purpose was to uplift and inspire hope in others uh. simply sitting behind the mic mm-hmm. for 45 minutes a week does that mm-hmm. doesn't have to have a, an amount of money attached to it the podcast doesn't have to be up there in the charts i don't have to be on the biggest stages in the world i don't have to be making six figures mm-hmm. I feel that. to do what is actually quite a simple and beautiful thing mm-hmm. it can literally be me walking up to someone in the street and saying hey i just mm-hmm. want to say that like you're capable of so much more than mm-hmm. you realize it can be me, me having a conversation with a friend mm-hmm. like we do on the phone right like for hey bro real. like i'm I'm proud of you. About, yeah, yeah, you know, keep charging forward. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. But we build these big fucking barriers in our head mm-hmm. 
that make us feel this way, you know, that make us feel insecure or shameful or, or guilty or jealous. And it's, mm-hmm. it's coming back to the roots of it, man. And at the mm-hmm. roots of it, it's actually pretty simple. Mm-hmm. And I have to keep reminding myself that because, you know, other, otherwise the only thing you do is you chip away at your confidence. Most definitely. You know, right. and that's the thing you can control, right? The mm-hmm. thing you can control is your belief, your perspective. Yep. Yep. So I'm trying to remind myself of that, but mm-hmm. Man, we've just gone down like the 25-minute rabbit, <laughs> rabbit hole of mindset, right? Which is great, which is great. That's what this conversation yeah. is about. But what I want to ask you, brother, is right now in your life, you know, mm-hmm. to give the people a 30-second recap, you know, we first really connected as mates. Like we'd been mates for a couple of years, mm-hmm. but we first really connected and built a strength of friendship again, you mm-hmm. know, when you come off the back of Love Island, mm-hmm. right? And that's what, how many years ago now? Uh, tuna. Two years yep. ago now, right? So you come off Love Island and there was this dream, this vision and, you know, you've been working towards that ever since. And, mm-hmm. you know, you spoke about the many hurdles and mm-hmm. the many challenges and points of adversity along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, where you are now, give us a little recap on what's been happening and, and what's changed in your world since maybe people last heard you on the pod. Oh my God. Okay, cool. So um, a little bit of a recap. Okay, in the past two years, what has happened? I think there's been a total mind shift in the way that I'm approaching where I am, where I'm meant to be, and what it's going to take for me to get there. I think that's something that I wish I developed earlier on, but I can't wish that because I feel like, once again, not time lost, time learned. You know what I'm saying? I needed to be able to go through what I went through to be able to kind of, you know, develop this way. But, um, you know, so a bit of like a recap. Since then, I've signed with Nova. Um, Nova podcast, so like we've actually got a podcast uh, back to reality. My mate Al, Al from um, uh, Maths and Love Island as well too. So, boy, like it's like it's amazing. I never really thought I was actually going to have my own podcast as well. That's so exciting. it's just yeah, man. Like it's pretty exciting, but at the same time, um, you know, that's a lot of work as well. You know what I'm saying? Like even though like we're producers, we still got to work in you know like you know like in the background as well too so um still a massive opportunity man to be able to kind of help share other people's stories that have come off the back of like reality tv you know what i mean mm-hmm. so kind of giving them a voice you know to be able to kind of talk about their story on the show like you know where like it's maybe some parts that haven't really been been showed or like they've been like edited out sort of thing um there's that man what else has been happening like in the last two years um been broke <laughs> been broke been broken um but you know, I just kept on finding my feet, bro. You know, and I feel like um, in the past two years, man, like in a nutshell, I would literally describe that time as um, me overcoming adversity mm-hmm. and the adversity of people thinking that I got it good, but I really don't. And that's something that no one really talks about, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like what they really just see at the surface, bro, it's all nice. You know what I mean? Like it's all nice, yeah. but... But when I shut the door, bro, you know, I came on to the podcast, the very first podcast that we had off after Love Island, I had a drinking problem. Mm. But I never really wanted to tell anybody that. And we had to cut that episode short because mm. I started crying. Like I was like, oh God, man, Brad, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to listen to me right now. I hope we can actually, you know, put this into this clip because hopefully you still got that, huh? I do, yeah. And you know, I, and like you were just about to cut the camera off. I was like, no, 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 bro. This is part of my story. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody's quick to see the glory, but nobody wants to hear your story. Man, and God sent me here, man. You know? um, and I remember I was just like, yo, like when I came here, it was the first thing I wanted to do, look after my family, bro. You know? Fuck, bro, you're going to have me tearing up here. <laughs> Damn. You know what I'm saying? It's bro, it's so true because I think about this all the time. I I had an experience. I won't share it on the pod because mm. um, I'll, t- I'll talk to you off the pod about it. Uh, it's nothing crazy, but okay. it's just I found it quite funny. Mm. Where there was an experience this week where I think somebody from the outside has been watching what I do mm-hmm. and maybe had the perception that I'm making bank. Uh. And that, money's flowing because the conversation and you know the questions in the conversation were like. Maybe people have got the wrong perception of how things are for me at the moment, <laughs> right? Because I'm, you know, the complete opposite end mm. of the financial spectrum. But it's how do you do you find that a challenge that there's a perception that people have of you that like, you know, you're on Nova Radio, uh, so you must be making millions. You must be making so, a lot. You know, Fitzy yeah. and Whipper are making a, a fortune. T's on Nova too. He must be making an absolute fortune, and you know, he's got a show and he's at these events. Man. Is that perception? Uh. 
is it all is it hard to then be realistic and have a conversation like mm. you're having now? For me, it's not hard anymore because I ain't got nothing to hide. Mm. I tell everybody all the time, I was like, what you see is what you get. I used to, you know, never really want to tell anybody about like my financial situation. But at the same time, I feel like the biggest thing right now for me is to be comfortable in letting people know the truth. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The truth will set, you know, the truth will definitely set me free. But apart from that, it will set that person free from that view that they think, you know what I mean? Or, or like, or like that perception of me that they have, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because I hate it, man. When like people put a front on when shit ain't really good, my shit ain't right. I just moved into like a new apartment, but people didn't even know that apartment was empty. You know what I'm saying? I had to scrounge, but even just to get the bond money, I had to scrounge, you know what I'm saying? Just because, you know, like, but I, I have, I have literally been trying to find ends meet for the last two years. Mm. And I'm only starting to find my feet now in this industry. If that doesn't say, you know, anything about how hard this journey has been, I don't know what else will bar. Mm. Because a lot of people now, what they think is when they come off of reality TV, now they got a few deals, blah, blah, blah. Life is good. Nah, man. You know what I'm saying? We all got bills. Even if you were making that amount of money, you still got bills, right? Yeah. But I think for me right now, man, like to answer your question, um, right now, man, I, I, you know, I'm so grateful that God has given me the ability to have opportunities like this, man, where I can actually come on and tell people, nah, it ain't, it ain't like it seems. Mm. You know what I mean? It really isn't like it seems. Like I am just grateful to be able to have, you know, a platform that has, a, you know, a huge amount of following that allows me to go to these events, which I love to go to. But not each and every one of them pays. So a lot of people think that I've got a lot of money. I really don't. You know what I'm saying? I still work at a cafe. You know what I mean? I, I was only meant to, you know, go back to the cafe two days so I can focus on my content. Nah, man. You can't fucking pay all your bills with fucking two days worth of work at a cafe. I, now I'm just about to go into five days. But in those five days, right, just to break down my schedule for people right there, is in those five days, I'm in the studio Monday, sometimes on a Wednesday, right? And I might have two or three events during the week. That might be on a Thursday, that might be on a Saturday. So I'm in Sydney maybe, you know, three to four times a week, mm. right? Yet alone, I have to go, you know, I have to catch a train to go to Sydney, right? And sometimes I might be getting back late at night, like sometimes close to even 11, 11.30, and then I have to wake up for work at about four, right? And I just moved to this new apartment. I got to catch a train to work. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. it. Four o'clock, I got to wake up. By 5.30, I'm at work. As soon as I finish, I got to focus on my content. I got to work on some of these side hustles. I've got so much more that I'm working towards, but people still seem to think that this life was given to me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So important to remember, isn't it? Some of these motherfuckers, bro, the urge, man, like to just, you know, think that you have a good, but boy, we just, you know, all of us, all of us are in the same, you know, like we're on the same race. You know what I'm saying? You know what I have to say, brother? And this is for me such a standout message. Mm. And, I've felt, and I've felt this for me in my own life. Mm -hmm. You know, I wrote the other day, what have I learned from the last three and a half years of wow. pursuing my dream? Uh -huh. And I can imagine it would be a similar lesson for you. Whilst you've not got all of the things that you'd hoped to, right? Mm -hmm. Whilst it's not working the way you'd want it to work. Whilst it's not everything you thought it would crack, be cracked up to be at this point in time. Mm -hmm you have this thing called undeniable proof that wow. you are who you say you are, that you are not only, not, not only that you want the goals and the dreams that you've set for yourself, but mm -hmm. that you're going to work towards them because without any real reward, you're still here. Absolutely. Bro. And for me, that undeniable proof is a fucking powerful thing because uh -huh. nobody can tell you otherwise. Most definitely. No bro. one can tell me that I don't have enough self-belief because let me tell you, fuck, I wouldn't be here if I, if I didn't. 100% bro. And you can back yourself. 100% of the time. And for me, that's a, that's a beautiful lesson. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you something, though, bro. Because the last time that we actually had this podcast, um, or like, you know, our last catch-up, um, on a podcast anyway, um, you were single. I was what, sorry? You were single. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with you chasing your dream right now, bro, now you're, I'm asking questions on your podcast. With you now, With you now being in a relationship, bro, how different has your life changed, bro, given that you're still trying to chase a dream? But mm. you got a girl now, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to make sure that she's happy. But at the same yeah. time, you're still trying to handle business. Bro, it's been the, and I don't say this lightly, mm. meeting Soph is the greatest gift I've ever been given in life. Wow, wow. I always look to, I always look to people who had love in their life. And I mm -hmm. always thought, 
that looks nice, but how does it really feel to be in it? Because I'd never experienced love before, right? Right. I'd never experienced a proper relationship. I was 26 years old and a big part of it was I had all these insecurities and these personal challenges that mm. I felt were, were a justifiable reason for me not to enter that world, which mm. you know, it was just insecurity. It was just garbage that I need to get clear of. Mm. But I always wondered what love would feel like. When I tell you that Every morning I wake up and I look at her and I've got the biggest smile on my face because wow. we have a shared purpose now that I have a partner in crime that I've, I've got a best friend and a mm. partner in one that I have someone who wholeheartedly supports me in this journey or, you know, in achieving mm -hmm. my dreams. It is the most beautiful feeling in the world. Wow. I remember, I want to tell a story here because it's, don't know if I've ever told this before, mm. but it was mid-December. Mm -hmm. I had been seeing Soph for about four or five weeks at this point. Mm. And our, our love story has been crazy fast. But two weeks in, we practically started living together right <laughs> here un under this roof with my family who were here at the time. And over the course of the early part of this week, mm -hmm. I had run 50 kilometers. Wow. She was there with me for the last eight kilometers. And it was, the, it was two days later. It was a Wednesday and we went up to Sydney to be on the Life, Money and Love podcast, which was hosted by Dylan Mullen, a great man. And I got quite emotional on the podcast, I think quite reflective after running 50 kilometres. And, you know, for me, the running and my CF story is mm -hmm. a big part of who I am. Absolutely. I was being quite reflective and I was talking about how beautiful it had been to meet someone that I love, right? Mm -hmm. And we crossed the road after finishing the podcast. We're in Newtown and we went over to have some lunch. And when I tell you that we proper had a good cry together, wow. as she told me that what she said to me blew me away. She said, seeing you in full effect, mm -hmm. doing what you're meant to be doing today, doing what is your purpose. Mm -hmm. She's like, if you never made any money from this for the rest of your life, I would work to make sure that you can continue to do this because wow. the world needs to hear what you have to say. When you hear that from the girl that you've just fallen in love with a month into wow. your relationship, it gives you a renewed confidence that you're with the right person. Wow. And so everything has changed for me, man. I am still the same man, but I'm stronger for having her. I'm the same man, but my, my dreams and goals have a stronger vision now. They have a stronger reason to come to existence because I want to create a family with her. Mm -hmm. And... For me, a big part of my purpose, you know, I used to always say that my purpose was to uplift and inspire hope mm -hmm. in others. Now I've added a piece to that puzzle and it's, and to give my love to the people I love because oh, wow. I honestly believe that that love and connection is, is the greatest thing that you ever experience in your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I would give, and I don't say this lightly, but I'd give up everything to make sure that I could create a life with her because for me, that purpose is bigger than anything I can do on a podcast or on a stage and and it speaks to how it speaks to how important purpose is for yeah. me and it's yeah. I never thought I'd say that. I never thought I'd experience this. So meeting her man has been life changing. Bar. Man, what you just said just then, Bar, that kills me. Because man, relationships nowadays it, it it's so hard, Bar, to be able to be on the same wavelength as someone. Not just only intellectually, Bar. But emotionally, you know mm. what I'm saying? Like for her to be able to, you know, to say that and carry that weight, you know what I mean? But, and, and like this, in, for her to actually not make you feel like a burden, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Because cause, cause she knows bro, how important this fight is to you, you know what I'm saying? And how important your purpose is to you and how it's your identity, you know what I'm saying? But she's here for that, bro. And that's, bro, that's love right there, bro. And I never really actually, you know, like it, it's, it's, it's actually so hard to be able to think, bro, that. Um, there's still people out there like that. Mm. The amount of people, man, that I've met or that I've tried to see, you know what I mean? Like it's 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 all been a transaction, bro. You know what I mean? But when 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 you just said that, bro, like it sounds like she's here to stay. One hundred percent, man. And and I feel this this fire inside of my belly, like mm -hmm. I've never felt before. Come to, on, bro. To be the man that I want to be for her, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. bro. We were watching a TV show the other day, right? And mm. I'm an emotional cat. Come on, me right? too. You I know that, right? And we were watching this show and at the end of this series, this guy's wife dies of cancer, right? Shit, bro. Fuck. And seeing Flag him, gate. bro, seeing him sit there 
and mourn the loss of his partner. It's a f- fucking made up yeah, show, right? Yeah, yeah. But seeing him mourn the loss of his partner, it just got me. And I don't know what it was, but it, it got me. I think I'd had Lottie Bowser on the podcast a couple of days before and she'd spoken about losing her fiance to cancer. And Shit. I had to step out of the room for a minute and so followed me into the room. She knew something was up. She goes, what's wrong? Bro, and I proper howled. Like I'd have Shit. probably the biggest cry I've ever had in my life. Wow. And it, it sort of hit me that, you know, my, my journey with CF has been challenging and I'm in the best health I've ever been in, right? But there have been times in my life too in particular where, man, I questioned whether I was going to die or not mm. because of bleeds in my lungs and stuff that had gone wrong with my CF. And, and looking at her and looking at someone experience loss like that, it gave me this fire that like I have to do everything in my power to make sure that CF never takes control of my life again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To make sure that that I'm here, I'm present, that Absolutely. my purpose is is well and truly alive, and and that we get to live a life together. I, mm-hmm. I just feel so motivated and driven, and you know I think people say that people say that you don't need love, mm-hmm. that you don't need to have a partner in crime. But let me tell you, if you can find the right person, mm-hmm. well and truly, man, it complements you. I don't think it has to oh. completely complete you but it compliments you That's and absolutely right, self yeah. compliments me in in more ways than one mm-hmm. and you know i hope i do the same for her and and she's just an absolute fucking angel wow. she's a gift so i'm very thankful man and and i hope for all of my friends i hope for you i hope mm-hmm. for everyone listening to this and in their life that they find that person too because it's a special feeling most definitely bro and, and, and you know i love that you say that but because like like even for me but you know i i i always tend to to think of the whole, am I enough for somebody? Am I this for somebody? Am I, you know, ain't nobody perfect. There's nothing like a perfect relationship because there's nothing like perfect people, right? Exactly. And I think for me, bro, being able to see you go through this love, you know what I mean, this journey of yours as well too, is actually like a testament to, you know, like who you are, a very patient person, you know what I mean, and just allowing what life has to give just naturally flow through you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I, I'm... I'm trying to learn that from you, you know what I mean? And like from a lot of people as well too around me where I like in like the love department, bro, I am constantly like always thinking, I'm like, fuck man, am I, man, do I need to change this about myself? Do I have to, because man, when that right person comes, well, as my grandma says, you ain't got to look no further. You know what I'm saying? They'll find you. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Rihanna knew what she was talking about when she said that we found love in a hopeless place, right? That's what happened to you, right? 100% so, <laughs> but but yeah, man. Like when it comes to that topic of love, man. Like yo, shit. She just needs to be able to to to, to like compliment you. You know what I mean? And not supplement you. You know what I'm saying? And it's a two handed circle, right? That's what we was talking exactly. about. You know what I'm saying? And and um, yeah, man. I definitely I definitely hope I can find something like that. Shit, bro. You will. And you know the thing that you don't realize, and and it's hard to see it within ourselves mm-hmm. is. You know, it's, it's hard to see it within ourselves because I think you know, we spoke about that comparison piece mm-hmm. before. We compare ourselves to where others are at. We we often battle insecurities that not everyone knows about. And I know I had my fucking fair share. And and let me tell you that you would be an incredible addition to someone's life. Oh. You you were such a good man. And I'm, and I'm not just boy. pumping you up here because maybe there's some single ladies listening to the podcast. Please. What I will say is, is that you're you're a good man, man, and you don't have to ever question that. You know deep down mm-hmm. who you are, and you know it's why you're still in my life. You know, I've appreciate I've taken that. a very dope. particular focus on who my friends and who my people For are, real. and you know I keep good people around, and you're a fucking great man. So, man, boy, you're gonna find it. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, boy. My pleasure, brother. My pleasure. I want to ask you a question mm. quickly before we sort of wrap wrap up this conversation, which mm-hmm. goes too quick always. I know, eh? But I want to say you spoke there before about that that first pod we ever filmed when you got off Love Island, mm-hmm. right? And you spoke about that drinking problem, and uh-huh. you know I, I still remember. And I actually watched this clip not long back. I watched uh-huh. this pod through because it was special for me. Just seeing where you're at now, I was like, yeah. oh, I want to watch this back because this is such a great reminder. And I think I messaged you after it. Yeah, you did, eh? And you sent me, yeah. and you're like, oh, I remember this? I'm like, oh shit, bro. And you know, you were visibly really upset. You know, it was oh, obviously really man. hard. Where do you think that drinking problem at the time, where did that come from? So that drinking problem at the time was actually an escape from me, you know. Yeah, from me, you know. And probably also an escape to the reality of what was happening to me. Because I felt like as soon as I came off the show, right, it came with, you know, having a lot of public recognition and 
I couldn't handle that well, bro. And, you know, I'm like the only black dude that works at the kill. So it's like, you know, and I got a lot of energy for a lot of people. You know what I mean? Mm. So I think, you know, I I thought it was going to be easy for me to just kind of, you know, like, it's just going to be doing that, but at a bigger scale. Mm. Nah, bro, it was a different beast. And because Wollongong doesn't really have too many of these people around. So it was a shock to them as well. Like, fuck, like he lives here? Like, what the fuck? You know, so, so like, it was a lot for me to even like go out in public in Wollongong. I'm not trying to, you know, sound like I was bigger than life or nothing, but it's like, you know, w- the thing about where we live, bro, in Wollongong is like, if you do something big, people are going to recognize you, you know, and very, very easily too now, like, because like, bro, I, you know, I stick out like a sore thumb. You know what I mean? So it's like, that was hard for me, man. Like coming out in public where, you know, even like going to like the store or something like that, like, you know, having like people like take photos of me, blah, 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 like people coming up to me. I had no problem with that. My only problem was I couldn't have a long time anymore. Yeah. Phone was constantly buzzing. Back home, you know, I was disappointing people because I wasn't answering calls, like because I was on another call or because I was hanging out with some people that needed my time, blah, 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 all these things. But I think where the drinking then came in was, you know, I felt like, you know, I didn't necessarily have to go out as much. You know what I mean? I'd just stay home. I wouldn't go out to bars or anything. I'd just stay. It started off very, very little, bro. And that's how, you know, these drinking problems start is, you know, you, you know, stay at home, you know, have a, you know, a couple of glasses of wine. After that turns into two. After that turns into, you know, a couple of bottles. And then after that, you know, you're drinking a whole bottle of gin to yourself. Yeah. So it really turned nasty very quick, bro. And I'm not talking about like just maybe on a Friday night. It was like maybe three, four nights in a row that I'll get wasted, bro. In the house because I wasn't working as well too. Yeah. So, you know, and I was really battling because I knew I was slowly losing grip of life. You know what I mean? I, you know, I, I wasn't in control. And I think the thing that not many people really understand is the beauty of life, bar. You're only just a call away. You know what I mean? And you're only just a, you know, a moment away, bro, from either losing your life or finding your feet again. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And if I'm being 100% honest, bro, I think that episode right there, bro, probably allowed me to check myself because I had actually voiced that out to someone. After that, bro, I started to make a few adjustments. And, you know, if we hadn't spoken about that, bro, I was probably just going to keep it to myself. So I appreciate you. You know what I mean? Because at that moment, bro, it was so low, bro. But I didn't even think I was going to make it. If yeah. I, be, I was having some nasty thoughts, bro. You know, and, um, you know, and then I really started to think about my family and, like, you know, what I've done so far and, like, who I live for and, like, you know. And, you know, and I think it also came with, like, me being alone as well, too, because I, you know, I don't really have anyone here. Yeah. So um, I think that's that's where that that's where that issue came from. But man, like you know, now two years away from that, man, like I'm I'm good. I'm healthy, man. I'm happy. You know what I mean? And and um, it's really a testament, like you know, to show that there's no storm or no cloud that stays over one person's life for you know for a long period of time. You know what I mean? But what I'm so grateful for is I went through that. You know what I mean? I'm so grateful, bro, that I was so present in that moment, and you know. But I didn't let anything shake me, bro. You know what I mean? Like, well, like that moment did shake me, but you know what I mean? Because of the support system around me, you, yourself, like, you know, like, you know, I, I couldn't even open up to my very, very close friends. You know what I mean? Like the people that, you know, I call every, every single day. You know what I mean? Like, and um, like you have your, your set three or four. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, we hang out, but like we hang out, like, you know what I mean? There might be like gaps, like in between hangouts. Yeah. But when we do, it's at a moment where I need you. You know what I'm saying? Likewise, brother. So, um, so yeah, man, I really do appreciate you for, you know, for, for like being there for me in that moment. Well, I appreciate you, know? you sharing that, brother. And I'm, I remember that moment and how emotional it made me. Mm, you know, yeah. you had me, you know, getting sweaty eyes in that studio too. Yeah, because, I remember. Bro, it's hard to see people you love going through things that you can't necessarily fix or change for them. You can only be there to listen mm-hmm. and you can only be there to make sure that they know they've got that unconditional love and support and, I'm, I'm so happy and I'm so excited to see you where you're at right now. Mm. It fills my heart with joy. It excites me and it's, it's genuinely motivating and, and fuels my fire to see you doing well. Appreciate that, bro. I want to ask you one last question before we leave off. Mm-hmm. If you were to, to give me the miss, mission statement for who you want to be as a man right now, what would that sound like? For who I want to be. Oh, my God. The mission statement for who I want to be as a man. But I've never had anybody ask me that before, but that's that's a very good question. <sighs> oh my god. I think Wow. 
to be oh man i'm really trying to find the words to actually answer this i think uh i saw something uh not so long ago and it said um actually i think benny garrard actually posted yeah. this one a very interesting uh statement and he said um let's see what not giving up does mm. you know and that hit a nerve because in every situation bro that i've been in once again like even like for you bro we all have a choice bro you know what i mean we all, it, it it all comes back down to a choice but that choice of not giving up bro like a lot of people think that is is you know is a very lighthearted term but i think that mission statement for me bro let's see what happens if we don't give up whether it being relationally whether it being financially you know spiritually let's see what happens if i don't give up you know what i'm saying and um i think that's definitely going to be the recipe to you know to being that person that i want to be in the end no matter what it is i love no that brother you know i read something from chris williamson the other day and it said you either give up or you win Wow. Let me tell you brother, you're on a path to win. Hey man. Um, I have so world. much love for you. You're a resilient man. You're a you're a very motivating and and you're a friend that contributes consistently to the positive mental health that I have. So I want to thank wow. you for that. Um I want to thank you for your time on the podcast, brother, and I'm going to make sure that every one of the links to your Nova show with our back to reality it, to your socials to everywhere that people can connect, can connect with you is here in the show notes so for sure man. i appreciate it man thank you so much bro thanks for having me as always a pleasure yes sir never a chore. cheers my bro thank you so much for tuning into another episode of a lot to talk about it means the world that you guys are in my corner that you continue to listen to the show every week and if you could do me a massive favor by following the podcast on whichever platform you listen to it and sharing this episode in particular with just one friend that you feel would benefit from it, that would mean the world to me and it would help the show grow. The more the show grows, the bigger the guests we get on, the more that we can do and the more we can share and support you guys, the listeners, the viewers of the show. Before I go, I wanna pay my respects and recognize the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet and record this podcast. The Aboriginal culture has such a rich history and storytelling And as a passionate storyteller, I really hope that the stories we share and connect with on the show can allow the many cultures that now call this beautiful land Australia their home to come together and continue to respect the stories and the culture that make this the land it is today. Thank you so much for tuning into A Lot To Talk About. I'll catch you next week.